ইম্প্যাক্ট All of this, of course, to make this world a better place using technology. Tune in every week on htsmartcast.com and listen to the podcast. HT Smartcast is India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Let's get straight to this week's episode. Welcome to the show. Listen, a lot of us struggle with getting around the city. Um, in some cases, you know, it's extremely hard depending on what time of the day that you leave. If you look at it, could low-flying, compact, low-range e-planes be the future of mobility? Well, that's what we're discussing this morning on the show. Across the world, a lot of companies working on building electric planes, flying taxis to either carry goods or passengers. We've spoken about it from a commercial angle where you might have, I don't know, your parcels that you order online through e-commerce being delivered to you like that. But in India right now, could that be a possibility for other things as well? Ubifly Technologies Private uh, Limited, better known as the e-plane company, they're uh, kind of looking at the this sector quite a bit. Um, it's founded in 2016 by Pranjal Mehta and, of course, uh, Professor Satya Narayan, who's um, with us on the show this morning to enable that aerial delivery service. Good morning. It's good to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, indeed, my pleasure. <laughs> Now, we're looking at a hybrid of drone and electric airplane technology. Let me start by asking you, with regards to long-range e-planes, like how is that the future of mobility in your opinion? The key thing is that we are actually doing what we call the e-plane, the electric plane. So electric plane is the one that we believe will bring down the cost of flying, huh. but it also has a limitation in terms of range with the current batteries. So the best way to... do this is to fly over cities across two points within a city so it's really beautiful for a air taxi kind of application given the traffic congestion that we have wow so this can actually be <laughs> so me getting to work can happen much faster than it usually does that's amazing okay cool you're saying that this is fundamentally because of the reason of where our batteries are at this perspective at this point in time at least um, maybe you know yeah. some years it'll be different what is the kind of range we're looking at professor satyanarayan uh, i think today's electric taxis um, probably are offering somewhere anywhere between about 30 to 200 kilometers 200 to 300 kilometers is what we have seen across we are targeting a 200 kilometer range in a single charge right you don't expect uh, anybody to travel 200 kilometers at a stretch mostly it'll be usually about 10 to 20 kilometers right uh, but we want to have multiple such trips to be done <laughs> so how would this work i mean i'm just looking at it like i need a proper take off area like a runway and stuff like that right I, i can't just do it from the balcony of my house is that right i don't know how big your balcony is uh, but if it is big enough we can actually do it <laughs> seriously <laughs> right so we okay yeah the point is that we don't need a runway right so that that's that's a thing 
Um, so this is a vertical takeoff and landing machine. So it's 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 a class of vehicles called EV dolls, EE for electric and V doll for vertical takeoff and landing. Awesome. Um, so it, it is supposed to actually take off and land uh, anywhere given a a particular size, and ah. it's usually about one and a half times the size of the aircraft. We're kind of at a place where you see a lot of this being spoken of as a proper reality for e-commerce sites and whatnot for them to deliver their. Uh, you know, parcels and all to cons uh, customers and consumers. And it's a proper reality uh, with drones coming in and, and whatnot. If you could help us with where the regulations are at at the moment with regards to something like this actually taking off, and I mean that from a perspective of uh, like an e-plane bringing me from my home to work, hypothetically, what are the regulations at uh, at the moment as we speak? The regulations actually are practically none because um, helicopters actually have been around for a very long time. Hmm. And um, they do, they have ways by which they can operate. They need to go through an ATC uh, in, in information process, uh, getting a flight path clearance and all that stuff. So we adopt the same, we'll, we'll adopt the same approach to begin with. Over time, if the city, the, the city skies are getting a bit more crowded, we probably will have to go for an upgrade uh, with an autonomous ATC, uh, which can automatically give you flight path authorization and keep track of the aircraft and make sure that there is an algorithm that ensures that collisions are avoided and stuff. It, to start with, we can actually do it the way helicopters do. In fact, drones require more regulations than uh, yeah. the ATCs. Uh, the, uh, yeah. Right. So from a perspective of someone using this, typically, how would it work? I mean, it's not, like you said, it's not drone operated, so it's not remotely operated. So I would be driving this e-plane to work myself? Oh, uh, no, uh, well, it, it depends on how rich you are, <laughs> okay, and- uh, Oh, then no chance, uh, then can't happen. <laughs> no, 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 but, but we, we are actually making this uh, happen for pretty much everyone. Um, so, I mean, our target market is people who are actually taking the Ubers and the Olas, right? So uh, we expect that maybe to start with, it'll probably be costing you about two to three times an Ola fare for about a 10X reduction in travel time. I think that's a fairly good value value for money to begin with. That's primarily to mitigate um, the demand, right? So because there there is a certain rate of production of aircraft, and and putting it into the market. So until we have like sufficient number of aircraft in the market, um, the prices will actually be kept up um, to to meet the demand. Uh, but progressively, we will actually be going towards It'll like the same or the same or one and a half times the Uber fare. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but, but that said, I think we expect that um, you wouldn't be led to pilot the aircraft. We will actually have pilots doing it. Okay. So what's the typical load we're expecting this kind of thing to carry? I mean, you know, in terms of, you know, let's say I'm an extra heavy guy. Would that be a problem? I don't think so. <laughs> we will have to actually hire very slim pilots <laughs> to make up for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's what it is. I think uh, the the total ca carrying capacity is designed for two hundred kilograms. Oh, so if it gets a bit heavier, uh, yeah. So if it gets a bit heavier, then um, you will go a shorter distance because batteries will, will get consumed faster. Right. But um, two hundred kilograms are for two seats. One of them will be occupied by a pilot, and another one, and the pilot may not be carrying uh, his or her baggage, so sure. you get like extra extra weight to carry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my emotional baggage does not count as. Uh to that weight of of course so you know it might be a little heavier here and there we have weighty emotions <laughs> <laughs> you never know what has it been kind of building something like this you know talk to me about what's kind of gone into building the entire technological interface behind uh, the e-plane company yeah i think it's been a bit of a challenge because what we have done is to 
essentially look at what does what does the market need rather than just make any plane that we can. So the world over, when people are actually making the planes, they're just trying to make a plane that they can, and then figuring out how to fit it into the market. Uh, and then they correspondingly they change the markets and stuff. Like for example, there are people who are just making something like drones that can carry people. Yeah. But um, they can go very short distances, and then they will have to have a downtime charging every time, or they have to swap batteries or whatever it is. But uh, the other one, the other ones actually have wings, which means that they travel very fast. By so by the time they actually reach those speeds and decelerate back, they will actually get out of the city, which means that they're not doing an attack scene. Mm. So they're trying to do like a regional aviation. We had to actually marry both. Um, so we said that let's actually have a winged aircraft that can go long distance in a single charge, but at the same time, uh, it should also fly slow. And that's an aerospace challenge. You don't really find planes that do that. So uh, we we saw what we did was to take advantage of the fact that we have a VTOL and see how to augment the carrying capacity of the plane. So that's there, there is some novelty there, uh, which which we have an IP on. Yeah. This fascinates me that this could actually be a reality in some years. This is unbelievable. It's something that I mean, yeah. how, how how can I make conversation, to, uh, Professor Satya? Like, tell me wh why are you trying to stop me from making conversation with my colleagues talking about how horrible the traffic was today? Now there won't be, I won't have that conversation anymore. You know, it's really unfortunate. <laughs> that's so true. Actually, you, you can have it. <clears throat> so the the idea here is that you can actually have conversations with people almost instantly by getting there very fast yeah right um, so I mean, I mean i don't i don't know if you're actually doing this are you actually setting up meetings in a taxi <laughs> i don't think <laughs> once so, right? in a while here and there once in a while but but <laughs> right. now i'm wondering what do i give my boss as an excuse to be late to work i can't right if this comes up it's a big problem right. <laughs> you so guys have your boss boss also comes out of excuses to show up late to meetings <laughs> ah well said yes absolutely yes absolutely i'm just looking at the you know building an in interface for this entire thing and the tech behind it um because it doesn't only become, uh, you know, just the technology that is used to kind of fly um, in terms of the aircraft and whatnot, but also from a perspective of managing this traffic in the city that will eventually come about with regards to that. Yep. That is also a, nas uh, a massive um, kind of feat as well. So are you guys delving into okay. that or um, is that not your core business and you're looking at another company to kind of come in and do logistics for the same. Yeah, we are at the cusp of actually making the decision uh, whether we want to jump into it ourselves or do we want to actually let another company uh, do this. Uh, but regardless, uh, I, the way I believe it is like we need to actually have a lot more takers. So we will have many uh, uh, service providers and uh, we will have many OEMs. So it's actually a mix. And uh, there is also a Venn diagram of uh, overlap between the two. So multiple possibilities exist, and um, we have not completely made up our minds as of this morning, <laughs> right? But but that said, uh, by this evening or tomorrow, we might. I mean, nice. We are, we are almost there. Nice to hear. <laughs> There's also a, what I feel like a mental roadblock for people to get or rather get used to these kind of technologies because it's fairly new. People are worried about the concerns, the safety concerns and stuff like that. Um, how do we yeah. typically approach something like that uh, from your you know, from your experience? So unlike a lot of other uh, sectors, um, aviation is actually very highly regulated. So one of the things, the reason why you are actually intuitively saying it's going to take a couple of years instead of like tomorrow is because we do have to go through a very rigorous certification process ah. of the plane itself, ah, ah. right? And that's true for any plane that's getting up there. Um, so, I mean, do you know, for example, that kite flying is illegal because it's actually encroaching into that airspace without permissions, <laughs> right? So that's exactly what it is, right? So any object that is taking off the ground, right, that is um, heavier than a certain 
uh, certain like about two kilos, right? So if it is like greater than greater than two kilos, you need to have permissions. So uh, which means that your aircraft should be fully certified according to international standards. Okay. So when that happens, I mean, we don't really get to see too many aircraft accidents uh, around the world, thankfully, right? And that's because there's like very, very stringent regulations to follow right. for the aircraft. Right. So we will be putting ourselves through, through that in the next couple of years. And um, that should take care of the safety concerns. Yeah. I believe, you know, before I let you go, I want to kind of ask you about you a little bit. I believe your study on propulsion was actually one of the reasons that led to the launch of uh, the e-plane company. And also, I believe you're an alumnus of um, IIT Madras. Uh, and yeah. you were previously involved in building short-distance daily flying objects. But where did the interest for all of this really start for you as an individual? Uh, personally, why did you get so interested in this? And uh, what was the reason? I think you were spot on by starting the starting the way that you asked the question. So fundamentally, being a professor uh, of aerospace engineering, majoring in propulsion, uh, where I was uh, in propulsion was to actually work on combustion, that is uh, burning, burning fuels and engines, uh, aircraft engines and so on. Uh, but as I see the world move towards more and more electrification, um, electric propulsion for aircraft is an emerging topic. So I started actually studying that um, going to conferences on it and, uh, you know, teaching up. I think I'm, I'm, I'm probably the only one who has taught a full-fledged semester-long course on this uh, in the world uh, in 2019. But the, the but the sector is actually going so fast that you know 2019 is now obsolete. <laughs> right. right. So um, I might, if I have to actually do this teaching again, it it will have to be a new course, right? That is actually how I started. But then we, we have been doing quite a few other startups <clears throat> like Agnicol, for example, on rockets and uh, Aristobulos on uh, micro gas turbines. So I said we can actually make rockets and. Uh, jet engines, why not we make uh, planes, electric planes? Because electric planes is not that harder. Detail is a little bit harder than just a plane. Um, so yeah, that's how I got into it. Lovely. Sounds like such an interesting yeah. chapter in aviation for India. And I hope that it does come to fruition. But uh, Professor Satya, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And more than anything else, I really hope that, you know, a couple of years down the line, I can say that I spoke to you at a cusp where, you know, of your business where, you know, you were making a big decision. So, I mean, this is so exciting for me personally to have a chat with you. Although I'm pretty sure that if you launch it, you might end up launching it in uh, Madras first because of the whole IIT Madras, uh, you know, kind of uh, connect uh, for you. I don't know. I don't know where the, I don't know where the first uh, service is going to happen. Bangalore! Is... Bangalore, Bangalore, come on! <laughs> <laughs> True. So Bangalore definitely has a traffic problem more when compared to Chennai. So yeah, yeah. we we have to be where where it belongs, right? Correct, so correct, correct, correct. It's not about. I'm so you said it. Huh? I didn't say it. I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> Uh, Professor Satya, thank you so much for your time. This has been amazing chatting with you and I wish you guys all the very best. Thank you for being on this edition of Tech for Change. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to this little episode of Tech for Change. You can find me, your host, K, on uh, Instagram. I'm probably the most active there at the rate off air with K. That is off air with K-A-Y. I'm going to be back next week for another episode of Tech for Change. And if you'd like to give us feedback, well, you as a listener can reach out to us on at the rate HT Smartcast on multiple platforms. We're present on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. Now to listen to more podcasts, make sure you log on to www.htsmartcast.com. I'll see you soon. Take care. This was a Radio 1 production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.